it's time to join Montana's very own and your voice for agriculture, Talking Ag Lane Nordland, for today's LaneCast. Good day and welcome back, or welcome to, if you're a first-time listener to the LaneCast, we are going to continue to talk about issues impacting agriculture and rural lifestyles here in the West and across the nation. Our topic today deals with animal health, transportation, and frustration with the bureaucracy out in Washington, D.C. We're talking about electronic logging devices and hours of service rules, and these rules no doubt are going to complicate the livestock hauling industry and uh, make some issues not only for the trucking industry but also for cow-calf producers in the Northern Plains and Rocky Mountain West that need to get their cattle down to those feedlots. And joining us here today is Mr. Ryan Larson with Larson and Company out of Billings, Montana, and he's been in the trucking industry for quite some time, been hauling livestock for many, many years. So Ryan, this electronic logging device debate is a very big issue to the entire livestock and livestock hauling sectors. What are your number one concerns right now? There's been a lot of back and forth. They say that they're listening to us, those in Washington, D.C., but it just still feels like there's not a lot of common sense at the Department of Transportation. No, no, there isn't. Uh, I mean, we've got these people in Washington, D.C. that are writing these laws and trying to enforce them, and they don't have any clue about hauling livestock from off the high line of Montana down to Kansas, Nebraska, or even Minnesota. I mean, once you get up there and load, I mean, the, the hours just don't work with these electronic logs. I mean, they all say it's about safety. All I see it is is just, a way for them to create more revenue is all it is. Now, for our listeners out there that maybe are not too familiar with what these electronic logs are, could you explain that a little more and, and what that means on how they will track your hours of service, how long you can haul, and it's it's all digital. It's not on paper anymore. It's going to be all digital. Uh, they all say that we're supposed to be able to get 150 miles free radius from point to where we load or unload. That is, that's fine. I, I can see that. But then that's still, I've been to these listening sessions and have been asking questions about how does that affect our, our total hours of on-duty time. We're only allowed so many hours. And nobody has been able to give me an answer on that. So we go up to, say, Whitewater, Montana. We get up there the night before. We take our 10 hours off. We always meet the cattle buyer in town. We go. They lead us out to the ranch or the wherever we're loading at. So our our time starts there because we're not loaded yet. So we go out there and sit and say we sit out there for four hours while they're rounding up. Do, the buyers are doing their deal. We start loading and we could be getting out there at one two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, all of a sudden that's six hours against our on duty time. You got to re- realize in a fourteen hour on duty time that's six hours off your time. That's not to get you down very far down the road, even if you don't. And they say that you can don't turn it on again until 150 miles from where you load it. But this is my question to them that they've never been able to answer is, how is that going to affect our on-duty time? It's going to because you've already started your clock going up to load. It's just it, it, it just does not make any sense. These people are trying to put these stipulations in, trying to, sell this deal to everybody 
to make it sound better that it's not going to affect us, but it is going to affect us. It's going to affect the cow-calf producer. It's going to affect the, the feedlot on the end, and it's going to also affect the, the packers at the at the final end. Looking at at the situation, it does seem that, uh, of course, I think the livestock industry and the livestock haulers, they've got the attention of the Department of Transportation and the groups that are stomping their cowboy boots up a Capitol Hill saying, hey, this is nonsense. But we only continue to receive just 90 day delays at a time. And now we've had enough delays in that last spending bill that it's not going to be till this fall. But we can't live 90 days at a time. What are your thoughts on this? What do you think the industry leaders need to be doing a little more? And I know there's a lot of uh, uh, meetings going on up there on behalf of the industry itself in Washington, D.C., but what are your thoughts on it? Well, first off, like that, I want to thank, like, Joe Goggins and the cattlemen. I know I've talked to Joe. He's been fighting for us and fighting for the ranchers and stuff. I'd like to thank them guys. But there in Washington, D.C., I mean, they get, they, they got to realize we got people in that office that don't have a clue about anything that we're doing. They're they're college educated, great, but they have never been on the livestock deal, the trucking deal. They just look at papers. What they need to do is just, if they want to, delay it for three years. Let's see how it's going to work on the freight end, on the dry freight. They need to to see what's going to happen. What's going to happen is it's going to drive the price up so high on everything across the board, even like on the freight. When you go into the grocery store right now, you can see the price increase on stuff right now because the freight market, the freight has gone up so much on that stuff. They need to just give us, say, a three-year exemption or just bag it because all they're doing is just prolonging this just enough to hoping that people are going to forget about it and implement it. But I think that's what they're trying to do is just keep buying time and buying time. All of a sudden, this organization has lost interest in this now. This uh, this organization has lost interest in this. We can implement it now. Now we, we don't have these people beating down our doors in Washington, D.C., in our office. We can just do it now. I think that's what they're trying to do. I really don't think they're trying to really solve anything. They're just trying to delay it. Ryan, I think that is a very good point. And also, we understand the importance of getting cattle from point A to point B in the safest fashion possible. Because at the end of the day, it's all about animal health and the health of those drivers and the price that it's going to cost all parties. And it's not realistic to pull over in the middle of nowhere and unload cattle. That's an animal health crisis just waiting to happen, trying to have cattle in different locations and then taking them to a different location hours after that. It just doesn't make sense. We got to learn from history. I mean, look at years ago with, with the hog situation. You know, nowadays, if you go load hogs somewhere, you got to be completely cleaned out. Your trailer's got to be sterilized. You got to do this. You got to do that. Well, that's because of disease. You know, back back in the days, people were just backing up, loading, and going, and you know, stopping. Well, that's a good way to get diseases running rampant. You know, you you mix cattle from off the high line. You know, all of a sudden, yeah, you got to stop at a sales barn in say middle of South Dakota. You mix them together. You're going to be different organisms around. You're going to end up with more cattle getting sick and and dying. You know, 
on the trucks because you're reloading them. You're putting more stress on them. You know, it's just it's an it's common sense. It's just not going to work. You know. Well, friends, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with Ryan Larson talking about ELDs right after this. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on the Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Now, back to the show. Our guest today again is Ryan Larson with Larson and Company, a livestock hauler, and we're talking about electronic logging devices. And just off the top of your head, how much money would it cost you to try and follow the federal ELD rules and hours of service mandate? By by the numbers I've put together, you know, off of what I did last year, and by the time they're they're going to be cutting up our income down. By about fifty, about fifty-one, fifty-two percent is what I figured. So, and right now we're at we're at three dollars and ninety cents a loaded mile, prorated up. We're going to have to be up there close to six dollars a loaded mile, prorated up on the weight. So it's going to pretty much double the cost of shipping these lives, these animals. So that's that's to make a living and put food on the table for us and pay our bills. Ryan, I think that is such an important aspect to point out for our listeners out there today that maybe really haven't been following this ELD situation and they may just be on the consumer end of things. It's going to cost the rancher, the hauler, uh, the feeders, and the packers. And at the end of the day, it's going to cost those consumers more money for this. And like we said earlier, it just sounds like those in Washington, D.C. really just need to get a kick in the butt to get some common sense going through this process. Yes. And like I was saying earlier, if everybody would pay attention, you know, and I mean, uh, my fiance and I, we have gone into the grocery store since the ELD has, has come into effect on regular freight trucks, you know, on regular freight. And we pay attention to the prices. Well, just on box goods, you can notice the increase on everything right there already. There's already people complaining about the high price of beef in the stores and, and, and this and that. But all of a sudden, they put these ELDs in. Nobody's going to be able to afford to eat beef or pork or you know anything in out of the grocery stores because with the freight on everything, it's going to get it so out of price to where it's going to just hurt everybody. Now, Ryan, uh, I don't want to take much more of your time up because I know you have a pretty busy schedule here today. What would you tell those listening to this program today? Maybe they're involved in the cow-calf ranching operations here in the northern plains of Rocky Mountain West. Maybe they're a consumer. Maybe they're just a wheat farmer. What would you tell them? Why do they need to be proactive on this and continue to pound on the doors of those in Washington, D.C. or send their comments to the Department of Transportation? What would you tell them? Well, we need to get this under control. We got uh, what what I've been seeing is we're getting so much government interference on our our stuff, and I can see them trying to regulate stuff. This deal here with this ELD, all this is going to to do is cost everybody money. You know, it's going to hurt their income, their livelihood. It's going to put certain people out of business because they're not going to be able to do it or want to. A lot of people just don't want to deal with the government anymore. And that's where a lot of guys that have been hauling livestock, they've quit hauling livestock because they're just, they're get they're done with dealing with the government regulations. So, like, they, the, and this is one thing, the government says this is all about safety. 
all about safety. I don't see it. You can look at documentation after documentation. Uh, it's not helping anything. It, in fact, it's making things worse. I mean, now these guys are having to drive against the clock. No, every time they get in the truck, it's making things worse. So it's not not about safety. Uh, but we need to keep beating on the doors. We need to get this thing under control. We need to get gov- the government under control. These people that are writing these laws that don't have a clue about the livestock in, but they're writing the rules. But we got to get them under control. We got to keep beating on the doors, and we got to keep voicing our opinions. Well, Ryan, thank you for joining us here today and talking about this very important issue to the agriculture sector here in the Northern Plains and Rocky Mountain West. Ryan Larson was our guest today with Larson and Company, a livestock hauler out of Billings, Montana. Just a reminder, we do have a delay on the implementation of the electronic logging device until September 30th, 2018. So in the meantime, the livestock industry, whether it's the haulers, the producers, or those that are just consumers and want to see food prices go down and not up, they need to voice their concern and make their comments to the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. It makes common sense to us, but it doesn't to them. So we need to educate them and try and get a full exemption for the livestock hauling industry from the ELD and hours of service rules. And this will be one of the many topics that impacts agriculture that I will continue to cover here on the LaneCast. Again, thank you so much to Ryan Larson for being our guest today. For more information on ELDs and the current delay that is in place, thanks to the omnibus spinning bill, which it was included in, just click on the links in the podcast. That will do it for today. I'm Lane Nordland, your voice for agriculture. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.